Hello everyone and welcome to a special uh, thing here on your podcast feeds. It's me, AJ, I got Mike with me. Hello. We are back, still live, um, in person. And we just want to go over what we saw at uh, Bitbash 2022. Uh, at the Steppenwolf Yeah, at the Theater. Theater. Is it Stephen Wolf? Do you think it's Stephen Wolf? It's Steppenwolf. It's two piece. There's no age. Um, the first thing that we saw when we walked in was the the football thing. Yeah, quite possibly the most interesting thing, probably there that night. Um, well, I totally blanked on the name. It was like football in the future. Did you take a photo of it? Yeah, um, football it, something. Yeah. It was this really cool, like, uh, take on, I want to say it was kind of like crowdsourced AI mm-hmm. playing um, football, and it was three screens. The center screen was the game, and then the right screen was the defense, and the left screen was the offense, and it was what... Um, the AI was doing the on AI the right was, left. Yeah, the AI was doing, which was really cool, and... Uh, I made mention to uh, one person working there that it felt very much like uh, the John Boys um, seventeen seven seventy six and it's the, called football practice. Yeah, football practice. Football practice. Um, and they mentioned that that was one of the uh, one of the takeaways and one of the uh, inspirations behind the project. So it was very funny that it was like, oh, if this is, it's this obscure reference. Oh yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. Cool. <laughs> Um, I don't know if or when that will ever make the, uh, see the light of day in terms of an official release, because there's really no, uh... My understanding was it was a game jam that... Oh, damn. Rich is hauling ass. Rich is is running. So, yeah, after the football practice, you checked out a game that was, like... The, you were a frog and oh, yeah, yeah, so licking stuff. You were a frog at a dinner party. I'm going to find the name yeah. for it. I, I, I pulled up their Twitter feed because it showed me a lot of the names. Um, now let's toast a bowl. We'll get to in a second. Orchard to Dusk is the other one. Yeah. Oh, this one. I Tall Bagel. Yeah. So yeah, you, are, you are a frog... You know, dinner party. And I mean, you're sitting with the people, they're talking about their kids, I don't know, affording life and how, how poor, poor young people can't afford shit. As you're a frog who can just eat anything that walks by in a tray, or you could lick the other people and they don't like that. Which, which that one I read too was also like a couple day game jam. Uh, but that one is fun because I like the audio design on that one a lot. Like when you'd go and grab stuff and you mm-hmm. could hear it. Or, um,. It was pretty funny how, like, you just kind of licked the person, they just kind of stopped, and st- all of them just stared at you. Yeah, like, it stopped the, uh, the story progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that one was another one that, like, I don't know how you make that a game. 
Sure. Like, a lot of these are, like, those arty kind of, like, pieces that I don't know how you make full. Well, no, because we'll get to a bunch that were... There are definitely some that are legitimate games yeah, in games some fashion. Um, like, games in the, like, the like commercial sense. Um, but yeah, no, I think that was an interesting little piece. Uh, the one next to it, did you play the one next to it? No, I watched the person next to it. Yeah, the next one, the, the one next to it was... A game where you had to, my understanding was you basically explored the world until you ran of auction and you died. So it's this sense of like, nothing you could do but just kind of go explore and keep yeah. playing this loop. Um, the one I would talk about next though, which is the the first one of the games I think that we saw that could be legitimate products, was the the Toaster Ball or whatever that was. To yeah, Toaster... What was it called? It was like Toaster something. Anyway, you played as Toasters. You were to think of 2D Rocket League. Kind of, yeah. But the um, it was more IDARB than Rocket League. Yeah, but. and the controls were the triggers. The triggers was you moving left or right, and if you had toast in your thing, it would shoot it up. Yeah, and that was basically the entire move set, which was interesting. Yep. That was one that I think legitimately that was yeah, like a product. I don't, I don't know how far along that was, but it felt like of the ones that we had seen up until then, that was the most developed mm -hmm. product. Um, the art style was coherent. Mm -hmm. You know, the the gameplay worked. Uh, toaster Ball. Toaster Ball. Toaster Ball. But that one was a great one that, like, I think they only had three controllers working, so it was two-on-one. Mm -hmm. But it's very much a, this is a party game. Mm -hmm. Like, you throw this... They added on a projector. Which was um, interesting. Which yeah. I think that was a space constraint more the projector than anything. Yeah. But um that was cool. I liked the sub variety of the mode. So you played you played till you get to five and then it would kind of and in, in that there was some variety of like normal you yeah. get a goal. Some you had to use the ball first to explode a hole into the door to then get yourself a, like a goal hole and then you'd go through it. Or there was one where you had unlimited toast, which seemed like the really dumb insane mode. Yeah. Cause that one is just usually you have like a piece of bread it falls out, you have to go collect it for your shoot again. With that one, it was just, you just were ready to go. Yeah. And you're just going, boop, 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 boop. Yeah, and... That one was the most, yeah, that was the most ready to go at the time of when we saw it. Yeah. Um, we then went upstairs into... No, before upstairs, we saw the one where you used our phones to control the music. Yeah, but that was a little... I don't even know what that was. It was It was an interesting... You basically went to, like, how Jackbox website has the thing. You go on, like, a website, yeah. and then you... There was four colors, and then you could basically... Each color had, like, four tiles, and you click on it, and it would affect, like, the music on the screen or the shapes or whatever. You couldn't quite fully figure out the pattern to it, but that was kind of that interesting, like interactivity from an external controller source type thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was there any upstairs that we went to? Or was it just that point? We, oh, you're talking about all the way upstairs? Yeah, upstairs. All the upstairs. Yeah. All the way upstairs was... The one room was stuff that we have keys He's, for well, and we'll be streaming at some point in 23. Yeah, so one of them we saw, which a lot of people know about, is the Space World... Oregon Trade Simulator, I think. Something like that, yeah. It's some crazy long name. So that that's a good one. We saw, um, we learned how to manipulate the stock markets in space. Yep. And we and we followed the very simple rule, is you, uh, you buy low, you sell high. It's a very yep. simple. 
Um, that was, that someone's fun. Obviously, that's a full fledged like, game on Steam. So that one, I think, yeah. is the obviously the the like complete game that we saw. Um, well, and Onsen Master is a full full game on Steam. What is Onsen Master or whatever the the Cooking Mama? Oh yeah, yeah. this was the Cooking one. Um, Onsen Master was think of Cooking Onsen Mama, Master, but it's like you run a spa. Is kind of what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Um. It got a little chaotic. I think that that difficulty ramp, I question, but maybe like you played it in not that environment, it's a little better. But yeah. it was a very stressful <laughs> game to run it because you have to. So you have the clients come in, they want their tub set to a certain scent. You have to go get the stuff, go set it up, go put it into the water, put the client to there, and then like every four clients, you go clean the tub, keep doing the cycle, and it kind of gets chaotic very fast and very rapidly, yeah. kind of for a work day. Um, and the other one is we, we played like an ice climbers esque demo next to it, mm-hmm. where it was like one of those where it's like you split the keyboard and someone gets WSD, someone gets the arrow keys, and you kind of go out and climb up this space. That one was cool because how tethered you were. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I thought it was funny that the guy running the demo had never seen one person <laughs> try to play it themselves, which is yeah. what I instinctively did. He's like, I've never seen anyone do that. I'm like, it's it's not atrocious. They're yeah. definitely. It seems like it takes a little work to think about, but yeah. But, but that one is interesting because the keyboard they had there, I'd use my left hand because I'm right-handed, but my right hand yeah. I couldn't hit the arrow. Like it was just this weird. I felt so off, kind of. That was. Yeah. But uh, then that, we went in. We played a bejeweled-esque, zen-esque, yeah, match three game that you could only do horizontal matches, which was. I think a very interesting design choice. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with it still, but I think it led to an interesting game of you had to think it through. Because yeah. one of the things was, when you have these like bejeweled-ass games and you have like the open things, what I found interesting is how they were affected by gravity, which I think was a, that's a unique, I think, more twist, kind of how you can do that. Yeah, it's something that's not like... Super common, at least. Yeah. Like that one I thought was cool, kind of, so you could actually push it and push stuff over into different piles to count for it. And then the combos, once you found out they worked. Because you had to get yeah. certain single colors into certain patterns, then you, like, got these, like, bonus moves. And that was, I think, a cool kind of twist kind of on it. But yeah. I don't know. To me, that was definitely one that seemed not basic. But, yeah, it's, it's a match three. You know what they are, and it has a little twist on it, which those games, yeah. I do care, we don't expect those games to, like, fundamentally change the formula. We just want them to kind of have some sort of fun, twisty twist to them. Yeah, and that's all it really, really had was that aspect of it. And then there was Skate or Don't. Which, that was the fun one that we were fucking with for a while. Yeah, it was fun. The main problem with that was they were using 360 controllers. So the D-pad's all. And it was all D-pad controls, so it was kind of broken in that sense. Mm-hmm. Which, obviously, it wasn't on the developer, because... My guess is there's some yeah. Little, yeah, controls for what they could do. Yeah. The, uh, the 360 D-pad is notorious for being broken, so... Other than going and getting Xbox One uh, controllers, that was kind of the only other thing they could have done. But that was really fun. There was one that we didn't get a chance to check out in that room. Oh, right. The Soul thing. The Soul thing. Which that one looks like a fun little thing. Uh, the other thing we did get to see, though, as we left Bitbash also, was we got to see Joust in person. Yeah, we got to see, I think it was like six-person Joust. So that was pretty cool. We didn't get to interact with it. We were waiting for an Uber to take us. Because we decided to go, we ended up going to a, a uh, 
mid-century modern theme bar in downtown. <laughs> yeah. A house party theme is what they describe it house as. Party theme. That is such a... We were with, we were with one of my friends, and it, it very much fit, seemed like it could have fit his apartment. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, so that was kind of a recap. Of that was that was Bitbash. Bitbash this year. We didn't see any of the talks, so we couldn't... Speaking Which of those talks were like mental health talks. I was like, you know, like yeah. we we ended up catching one great. If not, it wasn't the end. Like wasn't like what I wanted to see. Um. Yeah. So what do you think of your first bit bash? I. So we kind of got there a little early, mm-hmm. in terms of the people getting crowded. The, yeah, the the games being actually like when we got up to the top floor, stuff nope. still was kind of like. You know, the volunteers were still figuring out where they needed to go, and, like, we were in the one room, and they were taking their volunteer really group funny. photo, and we're like, uh... Well, like, we were told we're allowed to be here, because the guy yeah. was like, you guys go there, we're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was nice to be able to, like, we sat down and we played that space organ trader simulator for, like... 20 minutes. 20 minutes without anyone around us, so we could figure out kind of how that game works, but... You know, if if it was as crowded when we went back and left, that would not have been fun because mm-hmm. the game's very. You need to focus. It's it's not necessarily as stressful as Onsen Master, but you just need to be able to focus on stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, just having that many people around you would have been tough to focus. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was good. It was very comparable, I would say, to. Uh, how GDEX handles a lot of their stuff. Yeah, smaller, but I get what you're saying from how it's set up and structure point of view. It's also interesting because the first time I've seen uh, Bitbash where it's like in like an existing space like how it was kind of in this multi-floor like existing theater setup. So I haven't seen it. Usually they're in like a tighter space kind of to do stuff. Yeah. I'd be curious if they want to keep it in this bigger space because my understanding was it sold out. So So they, (laughs) they sold what they needed to. Yeah. So it's ran by a bunch of like volunteers and a non for profit. Like it's not like a giant money making thing, so Yeah. I mean it's part of the Chicago Humanities Festival which was put on by the Verge, which may have helped it sell out. Yeah. Um But like Bitbash always does generally okay. Yeah. So that was that was a good time. I mean I wish there was more or I wish we didn't have the immediate immediacy of hey we have an uber coming because yeah, no, joust would have been fun to uh play with i think it if we could have gone through some of the other stuff that we were doing mm-hmm. with other people other than our group we could have maybe had a little more uh time maybe like another hour mm-hmm. or so but i think i think we kind of saw yeah we saw everything um we're hands-on with almost everything so yeah, okay. that was that was Bitbash. Uh, we'll see when the next one is. Usually they're like once or twice a year, pending schedules and all that stuff. So I'll be very curious, kind of, if they end up putting one like around GDC next year, if they normally do. But yeah, we shall yeah. see. But yeah, so now we are off to watch the Brazilian Grand Prix, and we will have our reactions to that. We'll record it later this week. But yeah, yeah. So. We'll see you guys next time. The SW Show and all of its affiliate podcasts are podcasts by me, 
Mike Maroney, and AJ Losey by sometimes by our contributors, including Corey King. You can follow the SWW Show on social media at the SWW Show, or sooner or later, you go to patreon.com slash SWW to help us out. Thank you. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day.